For decades, the hospitals of Allegheny Health Network have been providing their communities with exceptional health care. The pharmacy services team are dedicated to their patient's safety as their number one concern. This special podcast series is about Allegheny Health Network's pharmacy services team, leveraging the latest workflow processes and medical innovations to deliver the best medication management services. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Pharmacy Podcast Network. This is Todd Yuri, founder of the Pharmacy Podcast. It's exciting. Today, we get to continue our series with Allegheny Health Network's Pharmacy Division. This series has meant a lot to me. This is a, I'm very proud. Uh, It's a Pittsburgh based uh, organization in Western Pennsylvania where I grew up. And um, I'd like to bring back uh, Dr. Laura Mark to the uh, podcast series. And let's talk about pharmacy care continuum and how important this is to, um, to patients, to communities. And then also the, uh, the collaboration with ongoing primary care and physicians. So Dr. Laura Mark, welcome back. Thank you. And thank you again for having us. You're very welcome. I know you have some guests again, and we're welcoming back uh, Dr. Ed Seidel. Good afternoon, Todd. My name's Ed Seidel. I'm the Director for Pharmacy Clinical Services for Allegheny Health Network. I'm a hybrid. I'm a Pitt uh, grad of uh, my undergraduate degree in pharmacy. I got uh, my BS in pharmacy from the University of Pittsburgh, and I also got my Doctor of Pharmacy at uh, Duquesne University. Very good. And we also have Dr. Korczynski here with us. Uh, Mike, welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Hi, Todd. Thanks for, for having me. Um, I'm Mike Korczynski. I'm the manager of Ambulatory Clinical Pharmacy Services uh, for Allegheny Health Network. I graduated from Duquesne in 2001. Um, always been interested in ambulatory care pharmacy, uh, then worked with Kaiser Permanente, uh, for a short period of time, did a residency back in the Pittsburgh area with the VA and came to AGH, AHN around 2004 and started our first um, ambulatory practices in anticoagulation and primary care. Okay, good. So, Laura, what is the pharmacy care continuum strategy with AHN coming from uh, the pharmacy division? So the pharmacy care continuum strategy is really starting with um, our patients as they enter into acute care. And so our strategy is really focusing on um, providing the best possible care, including best possible medication history and getting an accurate medication history list to focusing on our high-risk patients too as well and helping them through that transition, including meds to beds. And then when they transition to home, what is that handoff and that transition really to our community-based practices? So our ambulatory model, our physician practices, and then also from a retail and specialty. Um, And it's really focusing on that whole can care continuum of the patient and not just from an acute care or a siloed approach of a ambulatory care. So, Discuss what that means, um, Dr. Seidel. Um, Ed, what, what is the care that's coming from the bedside? Um, and then, of course, following that patient um, in, in following their treatments and in, in, in assuring adherence. 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, really fortunate to have the opportunity to have my position, which is both involved with clinical services in the acute setting or the hospital setting, as well as working with folks like Mike Krajinski uh, to develop the ambulatory side. What that means is oftentimes patients are admitted into the hospital. You know, that's a, a tough time. Uh, they're, they're learning about a problem or a diagnosis that's new to them. And we take care of their needs, especially from a medication standpoint. You may see medication changes. Um, and then there's that next transition, which is gonna be back out to the community. And so being able to have our team be involved on both ends of that spectrum and that continuity to try to make sure that there are no gaps and there, therefore um, you don't have mistakes. We've looked at that transition of care, um, both coming into the hospital setting and going out and going into the primary care world. And when a pharmacist gets involved, we know that many times we can have a huge impact just to make sure that changes uh, that were made to the medication um, are uh, implemented. In addition to that, making sure that the patients understand those changes. I'd like to capitalize on that, just even with Ed's role in creating that. And Ed said that he has responsibilities for both inpatient and outpatient ambulatory services and clinical. Um, really, when we established that sort of role, it was unique. I don't think that other um, health systems might have something that's taking that approach because we really did want to focus on the clinical aspects as a care continuum um, and not just from a one acute care versus an ambulatory care. Yeah, Todd, I would agree. It was um, a great opportunity for me. Uh, I had been involved really more on the acute care side, but throughout my career, actually, when we recruited Mike, I was involved in creating that anticoagulation clinic. That was something that I wanted, even though I was in the hospital side, I wanted a clinic for the ambulatory side. And so uh, to have the opportunity to then uh, break down those silos and work with teams in the inpatient side, as well as in the outpatient side, and constantly remind them that we're one big team, it has really opened a lot of opportunities for us. Um, it starts to set... Uh, the stage for a different mindset and a different culture. And uh, it's, it's been very rewarding to do that. Mike, how do you play into assuring that treatments uh, start and continue um, when, when you're in touch with patients? What, what do you talk to a patient about, especially when it's an extremely serious case and you know, as a pharmacist, if they don't, if they don't follow up with this treatment, it's going to cause some major issues. Can you kind of comment on that? Yeah, I think it, it kind of really highlights the unique role of the pharmacist, uh, the unique skills that a pharmacist has as a medication manager and a medication expert. And what we found through care transitions is that having access to the pharmacist is crucial. Not every primary care office, you know, will have that. And not every health system is going to have this, um, on the outside option to uh, access that expert. And it starts with uh, simple questions, uh, but it begins with access. So can the patient access the medicine? And we're really going through the steps of, uh, of medication therapy management or MTM. And then it's ensuring that they, they understand why they're on a medicine, uh, what the goals of therapy are. And oftentimes, you know, the prescribing physician or the team on the floor is working on fixing problems and getting the patient discharged. But if we can spend that extra time 
and again, access is a big, big problem uh, nowadays. So just making sure it went to the right pharmacy. Do we have the covered uh, drug? And then um, making sure they know why is this so important? You might not end up back in the hospital if, um, if you stay on this therapy and having some time to just speak with a pharmacist is crucial. And then we go through, you know, all their meds, all their disease states, um, and really try to ensure that we're going to close that loop. And, um, we've, we've had a lot of success with our, our care transition program in, in primary care. And really there's a lot of opportunities for us to expand that to specialty, um, disease states, uh, as well as our system as a whole. I'm glad you mentioned specialty because, uh, Dr. Lara, I'm definitely going to come back to AHN to dig into specialty, which can be really its own series because it has its own complexities, uh, not only from a payer perspective, but the complexity of the disease state itself, as well as comorbidity. They may be part of a treatment that a, a pharmacist has to be tapped into. But when I'm thinking of adherence and I'm thinking of releasing that patient um, into the community, um, what do you what do you say or what do you a plan as someone who is in charge of a entire pharmacy division and department um, where you have this opportunity to build out your community services? Um, what are what are the steps that you're taking to prepare for additional documentation collection for um, for patients who are who are released and to try to ensure as much as possible that they're that they stay adherent? One of the nice opportunities, and especially as you mentioned, building out our specialty program, um, we do have embedded pharmacists within key practice areas, um, either larger primary care. And um, we mentioned our oncology infusion centers um, and some of those practices. So with our specialty, we're on one electronic health record. So whether they fill that in our retail pharmacies or in our specialty program, those pharmacists that are embedded in those practices, as well as the physicians can see that whole aspect of care as to when they've had it refilled um, and that whole care continuum, um, that piece of that transition for them. So that has been very helpful and rewarding and I think has really been a game changer by having that information available. Medication safety, efficiency, regulatory compliance, rising drug costs, staffing challenges. Just a few of the many challenges facing your pharmacy operations. How can we remove the barriers to visibility and error-prone manual processes to improve efficiency in medication management? This is the vision of Autonomous Pharmacy. Through a combination of hardware, software, and technology-enabled services, we're transforming the pharmacy care delivery model to improve quality and reduce costs, allowing your staff to focus on what is most important, patient care. Wondering how to start your journey to the Autonomous Pharmacy? Visit AutonomousPharmacy.com to complete a free online assessment. That's AutonomousPharmacy.com. Be sure to subscribe to the Future of Pharmacy podcast on Pharmacy Podcast Network to hear more from leading pharmacy innovators like Dr. Laura Mark and Dr. Arpit Mehta of Algany Health Network, how technology-driven medication management is helping to improve patient care, clinician satisfaction, and pharmacy performance. So, Laura, talk to me about uh, limiting and, and lowering the readmission rates and some of the, the strategies that you have in place. So some of the strategies that we have in place regarding lowering readmissions is really having our pharmacists involved in a multidisciplinary team and approach in the acute care setting with a readmissions 
um, team at each hospital. We involve our not only our pharmacists that are embedded on the nursing units, but we also involve our retail and our meds to beds program. And then there's also that transition of care from an ambulatory perspective and that handoff to um, our acute or ambulatory setting um, with those pharmacists that are embedded in those practices. And Mike, I'm not sure if you want to. Yeah. Sort of- so I think um, like Laura was saying, what we, what we did early on when we got involved with care transformation is we identified opportunities in the, in the primary care space um, for impacting readmissions and transition of care specifically with chronic disease, diabetes, COPD, and heart failure. And we started that because there was an opportunity um, for impact on quality and also that uh, continuity of care. Um, we took that a step further after we did some investigations. We saw an impact, the positive impact on readmissions uh, in one of our um, higher volume clinics. Um, but we noticed that some of the patients weren't medically complex. So we, we uh, established even more high risk criteria. So not just an admission for a chronic disease state. Uh, looking at how many medications the patients were on, how many changes were made at discharge, uh, and specific high-risk medications. So that has been really valuable for us. And we've also been able to connect with um, some of our pharmacists on the inpatient side, as well as our retail pharmacists, um, where we have um, the pharmacies at the hospitals. And our heart failure transition of care pharmacists um, are a really great link up, but that's just one of the pharmacists that we link up with. And the connection um, and having that connection to an embedded resource on the outpatient side and knowing who that person is, um, is really valuable. And we've, we've, we saw that organically happen, but now we're, we're really looking to make it more integrated. So Laura, as someone who's really leading this and you have so much to think about from budgeting to, you know, your staff, to education, technology, what's on the wish list when you look at your entire environment and the ecosystem that you've built out, which is just absolutely phenomenal. What do you want to do next? What do you see as a supplement in an addition to what you've built um, that can continue to bring, um, bring high quality services to your communities? Uh, I believe on our wish list is really bringing in the technology and leveraging, leveraging that, um, and having some of that, so it's like finding a um, finding that patient that would benefit from the care of a touch from a higher touch from a pharmacist. Um, working with our payers, and so Highmark is a good example, um, is one of our um, programs. But just working collectively together and having that data and that document documentation tool that everybody has access to would be beneficial from our providers to our payers. Ed is yeah. one, and I wanted you to chime in because Ed, you you've been a you've been the the veteran team member here as part of the series. We've been so appreciative of your insights. So with that, what do you what do you see as a wish list to continue to extend um, uh, services to your community, whether that be through technology or our our new strategy or 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 something new that you're implementing? Yeah, two things. I appreciate the, the question. Um, we really have started our expansion. And I would say my wish list would be able to scale what we've started. Um, I would agree with Laura, having the data and having some data analytics to identify um, at the level of the patient and who they are and who needs our services most. Um, but to have that capacity to uh, identify patients and then that will allow us to scale it. 
The other thing is, is collaboration. Laura touched on, you know, we're working with Highmark, but continuing to collaborate with payers. Um, we know by being part of the team, we continue to improve outcomes and lower overall healthcare costs. So that continued collaboration and uh, working together with those payers is going to be really important for us to continue to scale this, um, the plan that we have in place. The fact that we have our meds to beds program at Allegheny Health Network and the retail pharmacy uh, at Allegheny Health Network really does a great job with the meds to beds programs. And since it's AHN pharmacists, uh, we work very closely. The hospital pharmacists know the retail pharmacists doing the meds to beds as well as the ambulatory pharmacists. So when it comes to making those transitions, sometimes things that are picked up doing meds to beds or something that's picked up either in an ambulatory setting or in an acute care setting, all that of those folks um, are on one team and there really are no barriers. And, and by us having that uh, connectivity, we're really able to have the best outcomes for our patients. I think just to reiterate about the pharmacy care continuum, it's not about looking at it. It's looking at patient care across the whole um, from acute to ambulatory um, and really taking that bigger picture approach and how all of those connect together. Um, and we've been fortunate that we have that leadership support and that multidisciplinary. So multidisciplinary from an inpatient, but also from an outpatient and that connection together. So I think looking at the bigger picture and how that plays, and then building each of the pieces of the puzzles together. We started out small in some of their sections, and we really did start to pilot and work out the details of each of those initiatives. And right now we're in the exciting time where we're starting to scale and link all of those pieces together. So we didn't really start, you know, in this, it took us a while to get there. Um, and we're happy now that we are, you know, a couple years out and we're finally getting to that piece where it's the, it's the fun part. So, but everybody needs to start someplace small if anybody's looking to um, build something of this type of program. The story of Allegheny Health Network's pharmacy division is very special and it really shows uh, the commitment to leveling up and improving pharmacy, improving the integration of how pharmacists work with physicians and community and medication safety and the pharmacy care continuum program, the meds to beds program, really helping uh, patients to understand their conditions and their treatment. This has been um, an absolute joy for me to uh, host this series with Allegheny Health Network. I wanna say thank you to Dr. Laura Mark and her team. Thank you, Mike, for your participation and Dr. Ed Siddell, thank you so much for uh, your insights. And um, with that, I want to um, extend a, um, a, a tremendous uh, thank you and, um, and congratulations to um, Allegheny Health Network's Pharmacy Division. And um, thank you to all of our sponsors who have supported the Pharmacy Podcast Network in our health system, uh, hospital system podcasts. And if you are listening and you are a pharmacy director of a hospital and you'd like to actually tell your story, please reach out to the Pharmacy Podcast Network as we're going to continue to build out um, these podcast series for a health system pharmacy. And I, as always, I thank you so much for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast.
Thanks for listening to our podcast series about the dedicated innovators in health system pharmacy. To learn more about Algany Health Network, please visit ahn.org.